where we tap into our ancestral and indigenous knowledge that is woven in our bones, remembering how we are all indigenous of this earth. By restoring these cultural ways and returning to a sense of belonging as part of the earth and the animals and each other, we remember ourselves home. today's podcast, we are exploring some potent questions. We are asking how can we tap into what the Bujeria Mexico called the river beneath the river, or what the Old Norse called the well of memory. It's what the Navajo call the original instructions given to us by Creator. And hence, how do we restore a way of living as part of the earth we're leaning into what actually is a distinct difference between a colonized versus indigenous psychology psychology and how may we begin to break these spells of the colonial mind that separates us so we may restore this earth psychology in our modern times how may we enter a more mythic quality of mind that draws out the deeper meanings in our life? <clears throat> Here's the thing, and many forget this. If we trail back any of our ancestry far enough, we come to a people who lived closely, closely with the land and lived as an extension of the land, of the seasons. There was a sense of belonging there, right? a sense of identity. And understanding they lived with a more mythic perspective that created deeper meaning into the cyclic changes of their lives and this enabled them to greet the happenings of life with clarity intention a way of honoring in other words this knowledge of being of the earth is in all of our bone memory as one of my mentors, Ben, Hopi elder, he would share, he's like, you know, we're all indigenous of earth. Our bodies are of these plants and of these waters, of this sky. And it's time we remember. Remember how we are not just of the earth, but of the earth psychology. And so what we're speaking into is this knowledge of being of the earth is in all of our bone memory. And this memory is calling us home. For example, you know, throughout the world, they, we all had understandings of the seasons. Like winter and autumn weren't merely seasons of weather, but they each housed specific elemental energies that influenced us. Like the autumn. The autumn became the goddess that brings color and beauty to the world before it slumbers and is withdrawn back within itself. Or that beauty just before entering the afterlife. It gave us reference for entering the later stages of life and it was a time to share the beauty, the stories, the songs, and the gift your life afforded you. A way of both giving back to the people as well as a way of harvesting your own life so you may transition into the next life and become a good ancestor. 
Winter became old, winter's hut that hosted the council of ancestors, those who came before us. And so it was an honored as a time to come close in and reflect, to speak to and listen into the stories of those who came before us. A time to pay attention to dreams, to grief tend the losses of the previous year, to heal and find new inspirations, those seeds that begin to germinate inside you to bloom through you as we emerge again with the movement of spring. In this, each season you could sense had particular rituals, particular kind of feast, had stories and activities that connected us into the deeper meanings of life and empowered us to greet life with clarity, with beauty, with intention. Right? We flowed in relationship. Now it's likely you can feel how this way of living nourished and supported the movement of life in contrast to our modern systems where the seasons have become merely a backdrop to our lives. Instead of listening and tuning into what each season offers us and is inviting us into, we are instead attempting to be like this unchanging cog in a machine wheel that's always at the same level of production. No variation. We approach the seasons and these times of change in our life as adversaries instead of sacred huts with gifts to offer us. And so in today's world, we fight against nature. And so we deplete ourselves. When we could actually be fed and nourished by the gifts of each season and recognize how each season is moving to help you bloom the dreamings you hold within you. Way of living in and harnessing the influences of the expanding and attracting cycles of nature. So when we speak of indigenous, no, we're not solely speaking of like Native American, the Hopi, the Puyallup, the Uts, the Paius, the Navajo, you know, who I've been mentored by, or the Aboriginal or Sand Bushmen, but we are also including like this old world perspective of like old European. You know, the rest of the world during the pre-Christian colonial world who lived as an extension of the land, had their own rich cultures and spiritual traditions. Now with Tree of Totems, you know, we're blessed here to have elders and people in our community from you know, Native Americans from Norse traditions, India, Australia, other traditions. So we we are very lucky that we get to draw from these universal understandings that we all have in our bone memory. And there's this beautiful sense of collaboration of us piecing back these original ways that you know weaves us back into this movement of life. And it's important that we recognize it's not about romanticizing a single purpose or romanticizing ancestors in these old ways. It's merely recognizing the ways that bring us back into a sense of relationship and belonging as an extension of earth and how this helps supports us to bloom what is held within us. 
And why this is important and what we're speaking into here is how you can sense, I'm sure you too can see this, how us humans are the only species that considers ourselves separate from nature, even superior to nature despite the fact that we are the only species that lives out of balance with the land, with nature, with the seasons, with the resources that sustains us. We are in constant conflict with each other and ourselves. We think our technology makes us superior, but as our technology surpasses our humanity, we may consider how the hour is now late for us two-legged. You could say us humans are actually devolving the more modern we get as our technology further disconnects us from the land and each other. See, the elders of various traditions are all saying the same thing. They share, we've fallen out of our story. We have fallen out of the earth story and have become what indigenous cultures call being soul loss. That we've become motherless, orphaned, separate from the mother earth. So there's a wound here and they recognize it. So we're asking how can we be of the people who are helping to heal and restore the ways of living that nourishes life? How can we be of the people who are helping to heal and restore the ways of living that nourishes and replenishes life? See, it's likely you were sensing there's a very sharp distinction between how indigenous and our modern colonized society chooses to fit into the world and the roles we play. How our colonized industrial system positions us as separate from the rest of creation and grooms us to conform and fit into a system that depletes us. Now in contrast, a Mayan shaman beautifully shares now, the indigenous mind knows that we owe it to the earth to become that part of the song that's missing. The earth wants to put the song back together. And if we can become the lost parts of the song, we put the earth back together. We put the health of the people back together. So in this, we, we can sense that Something has been forgotten. Something we haven't been able to give voice to. And we can see many people are wanting to help restore the song. Wanting to come back to these original ways. We're in a special time where people are ready to make that shift back to a way of living. As an extension of nature. Restore these mythic perspectives that weaves us into the deeper movements and meanings of life. But we're also seeing that few people know how to actually do this in our modern time. How do we become that part of the song that's missing? The Aborigines have a tradition of trailing the song lines that is a way of coming close in with how they're part of what they call the dreaming. See, many cultures have a common language, perspective that we are actually part of the earth's dreaming, 
we're being dreamt into the world. And that our dreaming is helping to fulfill a particular part of the song. They understand that what's calling them into the deeper layers of their life can't be taught. But rather there's this organic and soul-nourishing process of trailing the experiences, trailing the stories and the rituals, the conversations that stirs what's just beneath the surface of their being and activates their bone memory of how they're the missing parts of the song. So through direct experience, right, instead of learning information and training, through direct experience they have a sense of awakening into the knowledge that is theirs. And what we see is blocking most people from restoring these original understandings is you know, we've been imprisoned in a kind of psychology woven with the stories that shames these original ways of being and learning. We've been conditioned we need to consume knowledge and be in a place of always doing, being busy. As fellow storyteller and mythologist Martin Shaw shares, he says, bad storytelling casts spells. Good storytelling breaks spells. And the elders share, we are now in a time of breaking spells. Breaking the enchantments of keeps us at odds with the dreaming and movement of life. And so we are here entering these conversations where we are decolonizing our minds. We are re-indigenizing our hearts. We're making a shift from learning information and restoring what they call a coming to know. The elders share this isn't information you learn. It is wisdom you become. See, at one point, we want to stop searching for more information. Stop striving to improve yourself. Stop the addiction of doing and consuming and instead, merely come close in with the silence of the earth and be held by her again. To merely come in close in with the silence of the earth and be held by her again. In other words, it's a process of remembering by availing ourselves to the profound experiences readily available to us every day by merely listening and being with nature. To be present with the dreaming, ever speaking. Said the silence in the dawn is speaking. Listen. Now as a community here of Tree of Totems, we are we are restoring these old world and indigenous ways, a way of reattuning to what is called earth speech, which holds a way of remembering through direct experience, through the oral tradition of stories that hold within them hidden knowledge and teachings. And that's the power of the oral traditions and stories is they activate those remembrances. And through ritual Right, that engages our whole being in the act that it transforms us. We're leaning in to be part of the, the kind of conversations that restores what is, what is held in each of our bone memory. And so you can see it's reattuning ourselves with how to learn in a way we're changed by it. And we become part of it so it takes hold and stewards us. 
So what we're doing here, and what we would love to invite you to join us in, and again, forget about courses and programs of consuming information. And instead, we want to invite you to join us around the virtual fireside twice a month with the occasional live fires. We want to invite you where we bring in the elders and the wisdom keepers. Bring in the kind of traditional stories that have a way of speaking into the deeper layer of soul and bone memory that activates that which is ready for you. I invite you to come with us and on your own to journey where you're going out onto the land within nature, having a felt experience with these power places in nature that hold a kind of mythic remembrance that breaks you open by applying this traditional etiquette. And in that, it stirs these remembrances within you so they take hold and become a part of you. They become your own. And we're leaning in to be a part of these conversations and council fires that help you come close in and break these socialized conditioning, which is a way of actually coming into the remembrance of the originality of it all. And we're breaking free from this psychological prison of colonization where you may again remember what you already know and we can see that if we don't do this if we if we don't do this we find instead of being broken open by life we're going to continue to break ourselves against life deplete ourselves as we will ourselves against nature against the mythic qualities of the dreaming that is actually always inviting us in if we don't restore what we call an earth psychology or an indigenous psychology, you can see how we remain in a psychological prison that pits us against ourselves, our life, where we deplete ourselves when we could actually flow in rhythm with nature, harnessing the powers of the seasons and bloom these dreamings we hold inside, knowing how we are each contributing to a greater story to the ecosystems of life dreaming. So what we're doing here is trailing the song lines and tapping back into that river beneath the river, or what the Old Norse call that well of memory. Whereas the Mayan shaman said, that we're becoming part of the people who are helping to heal the earth. And by becoming that part of the song that's missing, we bring wholeness back to the people. Thank you for listening. If you feel a resonance with this, you want to join us. We would love to invite you. We begin September 13th, Tuesday. Go to our website, treeoftotems.com and look under Earth Speech Immersion or feel free to email me directly at learning at treeoftotems.com this is an invite-only journey, so introduce yourself. Now, we're looking for those who want to help put the song of the earth back together, restore these traditional ways that weaves us back into the deeper meanings of life, a greater sense of longing that has always been. I hope you join us again. It begins September 13th, 2022. Email me. Go to our website, treeoftotems.com. Much gratitude.